Brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this episode of Fruitbox is broadcast in association with Syngenta Vegetable Seeds. As populations grow and resources decline, Syngenta Vegetable Seeds is helping farmers and retailers feed the world with bigger and better harvests. With a world-leading portfolio of 30 types of vegetable and over 2,500 varieties, its continuous innovation allows customers to get more from their crops, satisfy consumer demand and stand out in the market. Syngenta, a commitment in every seed. Hello, welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. My aim is that these 15-minute conversations give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, this week on Fruitbox, I want to return to the subject of fresh vegetables and, and in particular to the work that's underway to develop new vegetables for the future. I'm really pleased to be joined by Uri Krieger, who's just been appointed as the global head of vegetable and flowers R&D at Syngenta. Uri's joining me down the line from Chicago, where he now lives and works. Uri, welcome to Fruitbox. Thank you, Chris. I'm glad to be here. Now, as I said, you've just been appointed to this new position at Syngenta. You joined the business a little over a year ago. Your expertise is in plant genetics. So tell, tell me a bit more. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, my background is in plant genetics and uh, um, plant breeding and, and genetics. And um, I was over the years, I was fortunate uh, to have the opportunity to work with um, industry leading scientists uh, throughout my career, uh, who really expanded my my view and my thoughts uh, in this uh, in this fascinating field. Um, and um, you know, for me, uh, this is uh, this is a big this is a big change uh, moving from uh, past four years I've been spending uh, primarily in row crops uh, working in uh, uh, corn and soybeans uh, but my uh, my roots are deep uh, are deep in vegetables and uh, therefore it's kind of uh, coming back home if you like mm-hmm. and uh, working again uh, with uh, with these fascinating crops for those of us who aren't plant geneticists, and I'm absolutely certain that the large majority of the people listening today to this program aren't, uh, explain to me why uh, what you do is important. And, and does it frustrate you that the public very likely reacts with a kind of mixture of concern and scepticism to this subject of plant genetics? And I guess the word is genetics there. I mean, you've got a PhD in genetics and plant breeding from the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, but I reckon that the average Joe that you might meet in the street assumes you're some kind of Dr. Frankenstein. You're very definitely not that. <laughs> so why is it that what you do is important and, and why is it kind of especially important now? Well, this is, this is an, uh, an excellent question. And I, I'm actually quite, quite glad that, that you brought it up. Um, I, I would like, with your permission, just to start with a couple of numbers, of right? Course. Uh, because I, I you know, we're scientists and, and we like the data. I guess that, that's where our bias is towards. Um, so in the coming decades, let's say by, by about 25, by 2050, 
uh, our world population is going to grow about a little bit over than 30%. That's just a fact. Uh, from about 8 billion to, to, to about 10 billion. Uh, as a result, obviously, the demand for food is, is expected to grow. And right now, the expectation, the numbers are, are somewhere at about 70%. So on, on, on that side of the equation, we, we're going to have many more people and uh, an increased consumption, obviously, uh, of, those, uh, uh, of, of the entire society. At the same time, if you look at the other, the other part of the equation, which is the production, um, our, our, we are facing climate change, and that's, that's, uh, that's no secret anymore. Uh, so that means that we have to um, find some ways for us to grow more efficiently our, 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 our food. Uh, and at the same time, the resources that are available for us, uh, like water um, and soil, uh, and that is available for agriculture has been either staying flat or, or stable uh, or in, in some cases uh, it's even been reduced. So our challenges as, as geneticists or as, as an industry, I would say, uh, our objective is to find a sustainable solution to grow much more with far less resources going forward. And, and, and this is, by the way, a, a challenge for the entire industry, not, not just for Syngenta, but, but Syngenta uh, has taken the lead uh, to invest more in that space uh, to ensure a, a better future for all of us. Mm. Uh, now, now, you're asking to me, what, so, so that's kind of the frame of why it is important what we do. Uh, we also need to realize that the tools that we have um, uh, for us to to combat all these uh, all these challenges uh, are different um, in depends on crop and regions, uh, but they are far more uh, advanced than than how they used to be in the, in the past. Uh, we have a lot of investment going on right now in germplasm uh, and diversity and and cutting edge science uh, that we are harnessing together uh, in order to combat those uh, those future challenges. Mm-hmm. But you, you must be pretty frustrated. Um, you, you talked about population growth, climate change, this uh, you know, much larger population we've got coming to 2050, and how are we going to feed all these people? Be- because at the, at the moment, and I guess for the foreseeable future, everybody's only talking about this new challenge of coronavirus. So how do you get these issues, the ones you've just mentioned, back on the agenda? I mean, they, they haven't gone away after all. Yeah, well, I, I actually... So I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not overly frustrated, but I think it's by nature. Um, but I, I, I think that actually the COVID-19 situation, uh, quite honestly, and, and it's, it's tough. It's, uh, it's, it's a global pandemic affecting truly each and every one of us. Uh, for agriculture per se, um, this actually highlights the importance of everyone that is involved in securing the food chain. Uh, and our customers, who are primarily our growers, uh, really endured through those uh, difficult times to deliver, uh, to deliver food for our table. Uh, and this should not be taken for granted. Uh, so, so I think overall, COVID-19, it doesn't necessarily change the, uh, the agenda. Uh, perhaps what we need to do, and, and this podcast uh, could be a, a, a great, uh, um, we, we can use this post, podcast to do that, 
um, the the we need, we need to explain better how it connects to the existing challenges that we we are facing today in really driving uh, a sustainable produ- production uh, of our food in the long term. Mm. No, but but when you look at the work that you do. Um, where do, you, where do you see that your responsibility lies? I mean, you, you talked about a moment ago, the grower who uses your seeds, and then there's me, the consumer. I, I know you'll say that your responsibility lies kind of with both of us or for both of us, but can that really be true? I mean, they're, they're pulling or were pulling in kind of opposite directions, aren't we? Um, in some cases, yes. Uh, I look at it holistically and I, and I say, first of all, the reality is that um, we, we serve everyone, right? We serve uh, the grower, uh, we save uh, the consumer like yourself, but like myself as well and my children as well. Um, and sometimes we also serve uh, the shipper uh, and sometimes we are serving the retailer as well. Uh, the, the, the bottom line is uh, we, we need to find a solution and it gets pretty complex because, you know, if we connect it to your previous question about uh, some of the challenges that, that our growers uh, uh, or our customers are facing uh, and the overall frame of, of, um, of food production in the future, uh, that put us all uh, in, a very, in a very complex situation if we need to serve better quality and more yield, but at the same time reduce all the resources that, that we have. Uh, but the ones, the ones Chris, that who, who really carry the highest risk is our growers, uh, and and it is our job as as leaders in R and D uh, to help them thrive through understanding their needs uh, and driving better products through technology and, and innovation. That's that's where Syngenta uh, for us as an as an R and D organization we are laser focused on our growers. Uh, we are developing now new capabilities that will help. Uh, all growers, large and small, and it's very important for me to mention that uh, because we are responsible, we have a commitment uh, to deliver those, those new products and new technology to everyone. It is not only the, the genetics anymore. It is truly about helping them build a sustainable business because we as, as, as a seed and, and, and as a crop protection organization, we truly rely on their success, if you think about it. Now, you, you've uh, lived and worked in the United States for a long time, but you're an Israeli. Uh, and, and I must say, I was lucky enough to visit your country many times when I was starting out in my career as a journalist, oh, more than 30 years ago now. And I remember the many visits I made to the Volcani Institute, for example, to look at uh, new varieties. It was citrus at that time that we were looking at. And then I remember going also to the Negev, to the desert in the south, to see all the work that they were doing there to green this desert using the latest techniques in water management and irrigation and so on. And it showed me, and I remember it very clearly uh, at the time, that the availability of fresh water really is, is key. It, it plays a yep. huge part in your work today, doesn't it? Well, my, my, my background clearly plays a critical uh, uh, part in, in, in what I do. Um, you know, dealing with challenges um, is, I guess, in, in my nature. Um, but because, you know, you always stay optimistic and, uh, and you always find a way. Mm. Uh, and because there, is, because there is a way. Uh, if, you know, taking the example that you just mentioned, uh, if there is no water, so you invent drip irrigation. 
if there's still no water, then uh, you, pure, you purify um, uh, wastewater. Uh, and I think Israel's today, uh, last time I checked, was, was about 85 or 90% of the entire wastewater in Israel is, is, is actually being reused primarily for agriculture. Uh, this is truly sustainability, right? This is what it is about, you know. Uh, the point, though, I would like to make is, is, is it's truly understanding, truly understanding the needs. And uh, as, as people are saying, you know, in the startup, uh, in the startup world, uh, you fall in love with the problem, not the solution. Uh, what 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 we 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 just discussed the the examples are the solution. Um, but our philosophy, again, going bringing back to to the R and D at Syngenta, uh, really start is start about getting closer to our customers and and consolidating all the challenges that they face today and they face in the future, and start boiling down to to the questions, to the problems. Uh, and the results are normally products which are more durable to their environment, uh, more stable and adaptable for the changing growing conditions, but also is gonna be products that will enable our farmers to be more successful going forward. If we think about machine harvesting, if we think about uh, uh, better understanding the environment and the growing uh, management, of those crops so we can develop actually the product that will have better fit for the future. Um, last question, Uli. T tell me, what, what is it uh, about Israel that produces so many scientists like you? It, there must be something in, in the water. There must be something in the genes. I don't know. Uh, and I, I guess the serious point I'm making is, is kind of how easy is it these days to get young people interested in science? They all want to go into jobs in sales and marketing or even work in journalism and the media like, like me, um, does it worry you? Is there really a new generation of research scientists that's now coming of age to help combat these challenges that you've been telling us about? Well, I, I, I think um, there, is, there is, first of all, there is room for more scientists and leaders uh, in science uh, who are able, first of all, to reach to the broader community because science and technology has been at a, such a fast pace recently that uh, in, in the past couple of years, that um, it's really hard to keep track and it's hard to get everyone in the society kind of aligned with, with, with the same, uh, with the transformation that is going in the scientific world. Uh, the good thing is that, that the new generation, quite, and, and I'm very, very serious about it, are far better scientists than, than how we were in the, in the past. Uh, the questions that, for instance, we're asking today are far more complex than those ones that we asked maybe 20 years ago. Uh, and the question that we will be asking or the future scientists will ask in 20 years from now will be far more complex. And, that, and that's, a, that's a good thing, right? Because, uh, uh, because we, we discussed earlier, the challenges are very, very complex. So we just need, we just need better, better scientists and more of them uh, to help us combat uh, the future challenges. Mm. Well, good luck to you. Um, it's good to hear. Uli, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line from Chicago by Uli Krieger, Global Head of Vegetables and Flowers R&D at Syngenta. Thanks so much for coming on the programme, Uli. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Chris. Now, you can find today's conversation with Uli and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. I'm delighted to say our audience continues to grow 
and many of you now tune into these conversations each and every week. It shows the strong interest there is out there for the best insight at a moment of momentous change out there in the world. I've got more great guests coming on the show in the coming weeks. If you want to feature in a future episode or have got some ideas that you'd like to talk to me about on Fruitbox, then do drop me a line. Send me an email to chris at fruitnet.com. Fruitbox is now on all the podcast platforms. You can stream or download an episode to your iPhone or tablet. And when you've finished listening, then start reading because all our magazines are now on your phone and tablet too. They're free to download at Apple's App Store and at Google Play. That was Fruitbox and this is Chris White. Thank you so much for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fruitnet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.